This idea that we said that Hashem knows with absolute certainty what's going to happen in the future, including your choice, and yet that does not take away your free choice, there seem to be psukim that, that contradict this, because they don't, people don't understand them properly. Most people misinterpret them and stumble, and they assume, man, from these verses, that Hashem decrees on a person. Last, is it to do evil or to do good? The person's heart is not completely given over to his own uh, choice to turn it in the direction he chooses. I'm going to explain this fundamental principle. Based on which you will understand the the proper interpretation of their of those verses. When one individual or community sin and that person does that sin according to his own choice and his own will, as we've as we explained. Really, for many ways, it's appropriate that Hashem extracts punishment from that person. And Hashem knows how to punish the person. Some sins, they sin that it's appropriate that the, the law demands that the punishment is given in this world. On his personal body, in terms of, let's say, injury, for example, or his property, in terms of money loss. Or God forbid it is young children Because a person's young children That have no das have no, Don't have a, a complete um, comprehension And are not yet obligated to do doing mitzvahs Meaning they're under barabbas mitzvah Kikinyanehim are so to speak like his property And it says A man will die for his own sins This applies only once he becomes a man He becomes an adult Prior to becoming a man He can die not only for, not only for his own sins But even for the sins of his father And there are some others that, that, that the appropriate punishment Is he's punished in the world to come But the person transgressing Will not have any damage in this world there are some avirus that the appropriate punishment is both to be punished in this world and in the next world. The Gemara tells us a person who is majority mitzvahs and minority avirus is punished in this world, so he doesn't have to get punished in the Ilm Haba. And a person whose majority of his behavior is avirus and minorities only, only minorities mitzvahs, he's not punished in this world, so that he gets punished rather in the Ilm Haba, which is more severe. And a person who who uh, violates fundamental principles of basic uh, Judaism, uh, like someone who does not believe in the basics of terror, who deliberately violates the terror just to spite, that person is punished in this world and the next world as well. When does this apply? If the person did not repent, if the person repents, the tshuva is like a shield in front of the punishment. Just like a person, so the tshuva protects him from the punishments. Just, just, just as, a, as a person can sin on his own volition and choice, so he can choose to do tshuva on his own volition and his own choice. It's possible a person commits so many, uh, such a great sin of so many sins in quantity. To the point that the the uh, law appropriate before the true judge, before Hashem is, that the retribution for the sin 
uh, for these sins should be that that this individual did on his own volition. That the person is prevented from doing tshuva, and he's 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 not given the opportunity to return from the evil he committed. So he should die and be lost because of the sins he committed. This is what Hashem says through Yeshaya. You should make the heart of this people fat. So uh, Hashem is saying that essentially the, we have to make that the Yidin are too insensitive to do tshuva as a punishment for their averus which they already did. This pasuk refers to the Jewish people prior to the destruction of the first base of Mikdash, that Hashem would send them constantly new prophets da- daily to bring them back to Tshuva, and they would mock the messengers of Hashem, scorn His words. Um, uh, and they would... Uh, um, uh, scorn his scorn his prophets, scoff at his prophets. Until the anger of Hashem rose against his people, until there's no remedy. So again, the point being that it was because of their previous averus that this was, was this is what happened. Clear meaning to say, they sinned on their own will, and they increased their negligence, their sinning. Until the point that they were out, it was uh, they were uh, uh, liable. To have tshuva withheld from them, which is the healing. Therefore, it says, I will harden the heart of Pare. Since he sinned on his own volition and did evil to the Yidin who were dwelling in his land, let's be cunning against them. The appropriate law is that tshuva is withheld from him. Until he's uh, to the point that it, that the retribution becomes demanded from him, and therefore Hashem hardened his heart to withhold from him the opportunity to do tshuva. So, if that's the case, if it was already decreed he could not do tshuva, why did Hashem send Moshe Rabbeinu to him and, and tell him that to do to do tshuva? Why was why was Moshe Rabbeinu sent to him to tell him to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim to send out the Eden? Hashem already told, already told Moshe to tell Pari that I know you're not going to listen. Hashem says, You and your servants, I know you're not going to obey. However, for this purpose, I have left you alive just so to show that you don't have the ability to change and to show you my miracles in order to inform the people of the world when Hashem prevents a person from doing tshuva if he doesn't have the ability to tshuva he dies in his wickedness based on what he did initially on his own uh, uh, willfully so even though he was shown all these miracles and plagues and he, his whole country was getting bombarded he still didn't have the ability to change so Hashem was, was showing how helpless someone like Pari is in that situation because of his previous Averis, it was appropriate to withhold Shuvah from him. Shem the Pasuk says, Hashem, your God, has hardened his heart. Excuse me, hardened his spirit and strengthened his heart. Um, 
before the Yeshua Ben-Nun came with Yidin Lefisha Tevesayim based on their abominations and various money and Hashuvah Hashem prevented them from doing Yeshua Asher also Mecham Yisrael to the point that they were impelled compelled to wage war with Yidin not to make peace and it says Ki me'es Hashem ha'yisam it was from Hashem it was Hashem's plan L'chazik al to harden their hearts L'chaz ha'chama to bring them to war in Yisrael with Yidin L'man ha'charimam in order to destroy them so although they were given the opportunity to make peace with Yidin and become Bnei Noach or leave. They chose to stay and fight. So because Hashem did not want them to do to have that option, He wanted them to not be able to do tshuva, so to speak, and become Bnei Noach. He wanted them to be destroyed because of the averus. Since they did so many averus, those who were um, who were um, uh, intense sinners, Hashem uh, pre- prevented them from doing tshuva. Hashem says, tells Hashem. When he asked Hashem to send the fire down from Harakamel, that you have turned their hearts backwards. In other words, you have prevented the Yidin from doing tshuva. Therefore, it's necessary for Elio Novi to make this great miracle, and this is the only way to convince them to bring back to Hashem. Nimtzeisel comes at you saying conclusion. So Hashem did not decree on Pari to harm the Yidin. sin in his land. Nor on the Kanan that they have to do that Averis abominable Averis they did abominable Averis which they did. Nor did Hashem command the Yidin regarding the Avelionavi to survive the Zara. Ella rather, give me shachatu miatzma. Once they sin on their own volition, kulam mischayv l'mnayim and atshuva. That they sin on their own. Therefore, the, their punishment was for the sin which they chose to do. That they have, are prevented from doing shuva. So the idea of Hashem preventing someone from doing shuva does not contradict free choice, because it's the person who chose to do those sins for which the preordained punishment is that the person was, is not given an opportunity to repent. So it's like a person who shoots an arrow at somebody and says, well, after I shot the arrow, I regretted it, and I wanted to take the arrow back, but I wasn't fast enough. So we, that's not a legitimate taina because the person chose to shoot the arrow and put himself in a situation where, even upon his regret, it'd be, it would be impossible for him to change the course of action. Similarly, is this idea over here. In this concept is what the tzaddikim and the neviim asked Hashem in their prayers. May Hashem from Hashem to help them towards truth. David says, Hashem, show me your way. Don't let my sins prevent me from pursuing the truth. And the pursuit of your truth will help me appreciate the oneness of your name and uh, and your ways. So he wasn't asking Hashem to direct his heart in the right direction, so to speak. He's asking Hashem specifically to in, to help him not come to a place where his avarice would prevent him from ever doing tshuva. Uh, support, me, support me with the spirit of generosity. Claire means to say, move my spirit uh, to, do, uh, to do your will. Or let my spirit, rather, uh, be, be willing to do your will. And don't let my avarice prevent me from doing tshuva. Let, my, let me retain my free choice till, till I return and understand the proper way of tshuva. So it wasn't asking Hashem to move in the right direction. It was simply asking Hashem to help him maintain his kayach of bichir chaf, a free choice, and that his avirah should not prevent him from doing so. Similarly, any other psukim which seem to be the same theme of asking Hashem to, that, that, that the person should be, be moved in the right direction is not asking for help in service of Hashem. It's specifically asking that a person be able to maintain his privilege, privilege of free choice. 
Therefore, he guides or instructs sinners on the path. He, uh, he guides the, the people who are humble. So that's the case. Hashem is moving a person in a certain direction beyond his free choice. So the Ramam answers, this is that he sent Nevi'im to them to inform them what's the right thing to do and, and, and motivate them to do tshuva. Also, so in other words, the Ram is not satisfied saying that Hashem, so to speak, unconsciously motivates a person to do the right thing. Like a Baskel, for example. The Ram is saying it's part of the fact that he sends people to the Yidin to tell them to do the right thing. Also, Hashem gave the people the ability to understand and comprehend. Every person has this potential. She calls man as long as the person is drawn towards the waves of wisdom and righteousness, he desires them and pursues them. So Hashem gives the person the choice, not just to do one action, but that choice means the person is putting himself in a trajectory to move in that direction more and more. So it's true that the person who gives tzedakah every day and the person who never gives tzedakah, even though today they both have a choice, if they should give or not give, the person who's made it his habit to give every day will have an easier time choosing to give tzedakah. And the person who chooses not to give every day till now will today have a difficult, more difficult time to choose to give tzedakah, but they still both have free choice, even the second person. Someone who comes to, to move in the right direction. He's helped. He will find himself assisted, so to speak. He'll find himself helped from Hashem on the matter. So again, the Ramam is saying over here that the person who uh, has chosen already with his Bechir Chafsh to do the right thing multiple times will find it easier to continue to, to continue in that path more than the person who must start that path. Other people touch the Pasuk, other Chaman touch the Pasuk to mean that the person who wants to do tshuva, Hashem, Hashem helps him to tshuva. But over here the Ram is not saying exactly that. Even though the Torah says, that Hashem told Avram Avinu, that the Mitzrayim will uh, enslave the Yidin and, 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 uh, and uh, harass them and oppress them it comes out Hashem made a decree in the midstream to, 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 to harm the Bnei Yisrael. Uh, so if that's the case, comes out that the, the midstream didn't have free choice regarding the matter. They had to harm the Yisrael. So why, why, why are they getting punished? It's another example is where Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that the Yidin after he passes away are going to stray after the Yisrael. The Yidin have been decreed already that by Hashem that they're going to worship of Yisrael. Why is Hashem punishing them? This is another question besides what the Ramam asks in the last parak. That the fact that Hashem knows what's going to happen in the future, that that, that, that does not contradict free choice that we already answered previously. Here, the, the, the Ramam is asking a different question. Hashem decreed clearly that it has to happen, so for sure they have no free choice in the matter. So the Ramam answers, Hashem did not decree on a specific individual, that he should be straying after his Rather, each one of those individuals who strayed, if he did not want to, he wouldn't have to. Hashem's only affording by nature of how he created the world, what's bound to happen based on. The reality of of, uh, of sociology. 
So what is this comparable to? Someone who says, This nation will have righteous and wicked people. That doesn't mean that, that the wicked person who eventually develops from that nation has been decreed to be wicked. Just because Hashem informed Hashem Benu that there will be Hashem. Similarly, the Pasuk says, regarding the obligation to give tzedakah and, and be kind to the poor, that there will not cease to be poor people among the land. In other words, that Hashem says, because there will always be poor people, which is by definition uh, almost guaranteed in any society based on economics, you always have some people who are on the lowest uh, uh, bottom of the totem pole. That doesn't mean that there's been a decrease, so to speak, they have to be poor. Uh, it's just uh, by default happening in that way, and therefore also regarding Hashem and Sadiqim. So also the Egyptians, each one of them who harmed and harassed the if he did not, that individual did not want to harm them or wanted to not harm them, he would have he had the choice not to, to not do so. So Hashem did not decree on a specific individual. Hashem informed from Avinu that ultimately his children will be enslaved in a land that's not theirs, but not that any any individual uh, per se has been uh, decreed to harm the Yidin. And that's as far as the question about how Hashem's decree is, does not contradict free choice. What about the fact that Hashem knows the future? So the Ramah says, Kfarman, we already explained, we already explained that a person cannot know how Hashem knows the future, and at the same time, uh, a, a, a person cannot know uh, the way Hashem knows the future, and we can't understand his knowledge, and therefore we can't understand how that does not contradict free choice.